What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Galaxy Brain Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Phelps. So, in this episode, as you saw the title, we're going to be talking about what to expect from this upcoming NBA season. So, we'll start off. The season starts on October 19th. The regular season starts October 19th. And I am unbelievably excited for this season of basketball. Now, obviously, um, I don't know how many of you know this, but I'm a Rockets fan. And we do have a bright future, but I... There's no shot we're contending this year. So on a personal level, this basketball season, for me as like a fan of a organization, isn't going, probably going to be super exciting. I'm excited to see how our top draft pick plays, which I'll get into in a little bit uh, when I start talking about the Rockets and my expectations for the season. But I want to start talking about, you know, the good teams first, and then I'll get to my Rockets at the end, because considering I feel like that's not the most important thing to the casual NBA fan right now, or even just a deeper analyzation. So... Obviously, this year they're going back to an 82 full game regular season, um, which is the big announcement. Like I said, October 19th is when the season starts. So I'm going to start off by talking about the new rule that the NBA is implementing for foul baiting. Uh, that's the term that's used for it now. It's when you jump into a defender or do any sort of abnormal, uh, air quotes around abnormal, movement. And the reason that there's air quotes is because it's all determined by the refs. And I believe they can actually be charged sometimes charged sometimes as a offensive foul now if it's like excessive and i think it's gonna be great for the league i think that's a, this is a huge step in the right direction obviously i'm um i'm a rockets fan i watched james harden do it for years curry does it dame does it luca does it trey does it everyone does it in the league uh harden just does it at the highest clip so like they're they're abusing a rule so you can't really like blame them for that but i think this is gonna help defense is out way more there's gonna be a lot less scoring and scoring is just gonna be back to regular old basketball like obviously fouls are still gonna be called as fouls but i think it's gonna help drop this narrative that the nba is soft in air quotes um i think it's going to i think it's just gonna like help that narrative and i don't expect it to be perfect this is the first season getting implemented and like i said before the reps are being really subjective so it's all based on what they think is excessive or not excessive so I think one of the best things that we'll see the difference on is the James Harden hook where he, hook, where he hooks the arm and then he gets a foul call for it. That's going to stop. Uh, jumping into the defender when you pump fake them and they fly in the air, that's going to stop. Trey Young's been really infamous for this. Recently, he drives into paint, stops, and then throws it up. Um, yeah, like jumping into threes, I think that's the one that we see the most. Uh, Curry does that, Harden does it, Luka does it a lot. The three of them do it the most. Uh, and then Trey Young's little drive in the paint, stop when because the, of... Defender can't stop, jumps into him, and then draws the foul. So I think it's just going to help scoring a lot. Like a few years ago even, uh, it was harder to score the basketball. You wouldn't see as many 20 points per game players. And now that's all you see in the NBA. It makes scoring so easy, and defense is basically irrelevant. Um, it's It's hard to score the basketball, but it's even harder to play defense right now. And the talent, obviously the talent is a huge thing. There's more talent in the league than there really ever has been. But I think a lot of the higher scoring averages that we're seeing is because of these foul baiting calls. And obviously, like, kudos to the offensive players for manipulating. Like, they're just playing smart. Like, that's, that's smart. Like, if there's a rule there that you can exploit, you're going to exploit it. You want to win games. You want to. You want to score the basketball. That's how you do it. It's not fun for us to watch, but they're playing. They're getting paid to play. It makes sense. Like, I've defended James Harden until I'm blue in the face. Like, he's what he's doing is smart. Uh, it's not entertaining to watch, but it's smart. 
he's he's really playing it smart and uh so I think that's gonna. This is just gonna help the league with our scoring outputs that are insane. Like how many players are averaging twenty five plus? How many are averaging twenty plus? I still think we're gonna see a lot. Obviously, still that are twenty twenty five plus, just because of the surplus of talent in the league, and it's still easy for offense. But this is just this is a step, a step in the right direction to get back to just playing basketball instead of foul baiting. So with that out of the way, I figured I'm gonna I want to talk about some of the top teams um, in this upcoming season for you casual fans that maybe are just starting to watch basketball or you're not really up to date with everything that's going on in the league right now. Uh, you didn't really watch that much this off season. So that's what I'm here for. So obviously the Bucks just come off of a championship run and whatever you want to say about like, Oh, who was injured to get them there? They won. And Giannis and Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, like they're all coming back. This team is still deadly and they're lethal. And this is again, another team that we have to watch out for. And I'm excited to see what Giannis adds to his bag. Um, I've seen some highlights in the preseason. I think I was watching a Dom 2K YouTube video when he was talking about it, where he's taken he's taken some fadeaway mid-range shots this preseason, and I think he's going to start incorporating it into the game. And like everyone always says, if Giannis can get a jump shot, the league is over. Like there's nothing you can do. I mean, Giannis running downhill is scary enough. Imagine like him doing a hezzy into a three-pointer. That's terrifying for the league. So. The Bucks are are going to remain this top dog in the East, one of the top dogs. Uh, now we'll trickle down to the Nets. So I want to talk about this Kyrie situation, and it's not we're not going to get political. I don't really want to get political. I that's not what I want to do right now. <laughs> so James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Uh, not a lot of teams can stop that. Like that's the, probably the most offensive, talented team in the league as of right now. Maybe one of the best of all time. And this this team is going to suffer without Kyrie. That's just a fact. I think, personally, uh, the hot take, everybody hot take, Kyrie is one of the most overplay- overrated players in the league. Um, he's obviously really good, deserves all-star appearances, deserves everything he's gotten. I think he's a little bit overhyped. Um, can't really play defense that well. He's a good shooter, not a great shooter. I think he's yeah, he's pretty good. I mean, he, he shot really well last year. I don't Obviously, he can't be the number one on the team. We saw that in Boston. Um but I, just because he's overrated doesn't mean I think that he's a bad player. Uh, obviously, he, he's a star in the league. He's he's a good player. Um, obviously, James Harden and Kevin Durant are better than him. And if you think Kyrie's a two on this team, uh, number two, or even like if you really think that Kyrie's number one, I don't really know what you're doing watching this video. I don't really think that you watch basketball. But <laughs> um, if you think he's better than James Harden, he's not. James Harden is a better scorer. He's a better facilitator. He's a better defender. And that's with James Harden getting a lot of uh, shit for his defense. But James Harden, when he tries, can actually play defense. Kevin Durant's really good on defense. Kyrie, he's just kind of a there on defense. But him not getting a shot and his vaccine. Uh, in New York State, it's mandated that you have to have the vaccine to play. And I, I was listening again to Dom 2K. I have been I watched what he had to say about it. And I thought that was very interesting when he was talking about how, like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, he's just going to play 41 games or whatever. Like, that's what everyone expected. Or a little bit less because the game's against the Knicks and, in California, like in um, against the Warriors, he'll miss those games because again mandated. But then, like you don't think about the chemistry. Like as fans, we just are like, oh, put the best lineup out and see what happens. Because like we all play 2K, and you can do that in 2K because chemistry doesn't really matter that much in 2K because you're just playing with guys. And but like chemistry matters so much in real life, and we don't we just did not think about it at all. And so the Nets came out. I'm not sure 
if you heard, I'm pretty sure this is going to be the last development for a little bit. It really doesn't look like Kyrie's going to play this year. Uh, the Nets came out and said like that he's not practicing with the team and he's not going to play games with the team until he's until it's able for him to be able to fully play, which I don't know if that will ever happen. There's a lot up in the air right now, obviously with all the COVID stuff. Who knows what's, what can happen in six months or even two months or in two weeks. Like It's all up in the air. Um, I think Kyrie, like, he he can make his own choices. He's obviously, he's an adult. Um, he can make his own choices. It's a little bit difficult for the Nets to put them in a tough spot because, like, without Kyrie, they went from, like, 100% contenders to, like, I think now they're on the level with the Bucks, Um, or at least hovering around, like, there might not be the number one team in the league. Like, there's, now the Lakers are right there, and the Bucks are right there. And losing Kyrie Hurts, uh, this team added a lot of depth this offseason. Patty Mills, Paul Millsap, they added some good depth pieces. And not having Kyrie, though, is huge. And I don't think a lot of people saw that before the season started. And who knows what can happen in the middle of the season. Maybe he's, like, he's missing that bag and that money that he's going to get. And then he comes back and gets vaccinated and then he starts playing again. But that's just all speculatory. Like, there's rumors going around that he might retire. I think he went on Instagram Live and debunked that. But, like, who really knows? Like, he could just be saying that for press. Like, if he gets traded, it could be, like, retirement rumors. Uh, it's been going crazy right now. Um, but I think the Nets are going to be interesting to watch this year. Obviously, a full, fully healthy James Harden with a fully healthy Kevin Durant is still insanely deadly offensively like I, that's terrifying to even think about even without having Kyrie in that lineup so that's all I really have to say about the Nets right now um I still think that they're one of the best teams in the league obviously when you have a team with James Harden Kevin Durant you're still one of the best teams in the league those are two of the most gifted offensive players of all time not just right now of all time and if you disagree with that I again you don't really haven't really been watching basketball Kevin Durant is probably the most versatile offensive player of all time. He can do literally everything. Um, and then James Harden, just super talented, can manipulate the rules. He's he's really good at what he does, the step backs. He can knock down threes. Amazing passer, which you're seeing, which we saw last year, which he was criticized for, like, always oh, only passing, put up numbers. Obviously, James Harden's an amazing facilitator. I saw it last year. He can really run that offense. He can run that point guard. So, I'm again, I'm excited to see what the Nets can do. Obviously, I'm a big James Harden guy. I'm not a Nets fan. Not, but I'm a big James Harden fan, so I'm rooting for him. Even though he left, I'm still rooting for him and all the years that he put into Houston. So now we're going to talk about something that I've really been excited to talk about is this Lakers team. And I feel like this might be the biggest segment that I talk about. Um, this Lakers team is very interesting. Uh, I don't really know if they're going to work. Um, I don't think anyone really knows if they're going to work. I don't even think the Lakers know if they're going to work. Um, Westbrook, LeBron, Anthony Davis. None of them are phenomenal shooters. Obviously, Westbrook is one of the worst three-point shooters at a high volume of all time. Um, LeBron's a good shooter. AD's a decent shooter. But it's going to be interesting. I'm actually kind of fascinated to see how it's going to work. They had some really good uh, depth. Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, getting mellow, which I completely forgot, by the way, until I watched um, the preseason game with Melo and Russ when they did their pre-game or their tip-off ritual where mellow hikes underneath his legs that they played together in okc i feel like that was just blocked from my memory and i completely forgot that they played together in okc because mellow did not play great in okc with uh pg and russ and i don't know why i forgot about that i thought that was crazy but um it's cool to see them back together and obviously the lebron mellow connection and i think this team is good obviously they're going to be good and they're going to be a good regular season team and westbrook is going to help take the load off lebron during the regular season 
the, but that's not the problem with Westbrook. We know it's not the problem in the regular season for Westbrook. It's playoff Westbrook. Now, maybe playing with LeBron can help change his mindset to I'm not the number one guy. I'm not going to take these bad mid-range shots. I'm not going to take three-pointers that I can't make. But, again, it's Russell Westbrook. And we have to just wait and see. I mean, we've been saying the same thing about Westbrook. He plays amazing. Like, he's one of the best players in the league. But, like, once the playoff comes around, he's Russell Westbrook. Um, he just – I don't know – how good this team will be. It's really just, I don't know about the shooting. That's kind of scary. And with today's NBA, spacing is everything. And rightfully so, like the three-point shot is huge in today's game. And that's something that is not their greatest strength. It's not as scary as it was when they first got Westbrook. They got a lot of shooters. They got a lot. And they really loaded up around their core with a, with some great shooters. And um, so that's not as scary as it was, but like when your top three guys are not that great shooters, um, that's kind of terrifying. But again, this Laker team is really exciting. Um, I think this might help LeBron's longevity out a little bit. Obviously, he's been a little bit injury prone over the last few years. Just, I mean, he's older now. I mean, his body's wearing down. You can see it. He can take some games off in the regular season and get ready for this playoff run. Even Anthony Davis. Um, he can take some games off and get ready for the playoff run. Like they can, they can load manage better and and still win games, and that's the biggest thing. So, like I said, Lakers team. I think there might be one of the favorites out west. Obviously, the Suns team, which I'm about to dive into. Uh, they're right there. There's a few other teams that are right there. But now I want to talk about this Phoenix Suns team. Um, a lot of people aren't that high on the Suns this year, which I don't know. They just seem like not really getting talked about after literally going to the finals, and then losing to the Bucks. This team is still good. Like they still have Chris Paul, they still have Devin Booker, they still have DeAndre Ayton. And I think Ayton could even get better this year. He's really He's been improving every single year um, since he joined in the league. And he's obviously really good defensively. Chris Paul, he has a chance to decline. Obviously, he's getting older now. But the way he plays, and with Devin Booker being like the go-to scorer, I mean, I don't really see Chris Paul declining that much over these next few years. I mean, it's just the way he plays. He's a facilitator first, mid-range shots. He's not, he doesn't rely on his athleticism. Chris Paul can age like fine wine, and we, we've seen it. Um, obviously, like, he's he's only, what, a few years younger than LeBron? And we can see it. So, I'm I'm excited about the Suns team as well. I'm big on Chris Paul, obviously, played with the Rockets. Um, almost went to the finals and beat that stack of Warriors team with us. And I'm excited what this team can do. They're still really young. This team is young, like Booker, Aiton. Chris Paul's the only really old one on the team that you're like, that's a big core piece, like Bridges. They're all young. This team has a young core, and they can be a problem. And we saw last year that Booker is not just an empty stack guy. And I think a lot of players nowadays are proving that theory wrong, like Trey Young. Uh, I think we'll see it from Zach Levine this year, which I want to talk about the Bulls as well. Um, actually, they might be the next team that I'm going to talk about is the Bulls after the Suns team, but don't sleep on the Suns team. Do not forget about the Suns team. Obviously, this year's going to be heavily revolved around the Lakers because they're the Lakers and they have LeBron James. Um, rightfully so. I mean, one of the best players of all time, if not the best, depending on who you ask or what you believe. I'm not diving into that debate today. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this Suns team. I think they, they could have the potential to get the one seed in the West. They have the potential to win the finals this year, which I think not a lot of people are talking about. Alrighty, so I guess we'll move on to the Bulls now. And the Bulls, man, they are really getting pretty uh, hyped up right now. And rightfully so. They had they, they probably had like the most 
active offseason. Uh, DeMar DeRozan. Like, DeMar DeRozan, I love the DeMar Not a lot of people love that DeMar DeRozan move. I think it's great. Just getting another scorer. Like, you're just taking the pressure off Levine. The Lonzo move I love. That was an amazing move. Um, um, I saw a lot of people wanting that Lonzo move. Rusty Buckets, um, another guy who I watch. He's been calling this Lonzo move for a while now. He's been wanting it. And Lonzo has really fixed his shooting mechanics. So he's not really just a passer. Uh, he's a great defender, and he's going to be playing his natural one position, which he didn't play last year with the Pelicans. And I'm just really excited about what this team could do. I'm a big Zach Levine fan. I've been a Zach Levine fan since he was in Minnesota. And seeing him thrive, and we're going to see him again thrive this year. Like they still have Vucevic at center, Patrick Williams. Like, this team is good. Um, a little, I think they're just getting a little bit overhyped right now. I think this is a playoff team. Uh, I think I think they can are a dark horse candidate, just like kind of how the Jazz are every year. Um, it's just all going to depend on how they all gel together. They have a good bench. Uh, it's just I think the big thing that's going to hold this team, like to see how well they can hold up, is can Levine improve, or is this the max cap Levine that we get? Like, is this what we get from Levine? Uh, how good will Demar Rosen fit in? Like, just how these pieces will fit together. And if Levine can come out and be one of the best players in the next season, I think this team could. And it all depends on how they gel together. But I'm still excited about this Bull team. Like I said earlier, I love Zach Levine. Yeah, I think he still has room to grow even more than he already has. Now that he has a true point guard who can actually pass on the ball. And he doesn't have to just do everything on offense. And having Vucevic down low and he can space the floor. Like, there's this team, this team's going to be good. And having DeMar DeRozan who can handle the ball and get his own shot. And Lonzo, again, like I said before, handle the ball, get his own shot, and he can shoot threes now. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a nice storyline to watch and how the Bulls are going to come up this year. And I don't see a world where they don't make the playoffs with this core. Um, barring injuries, of course. Everything I say today, I, I forgot to mention that in the beginning, this is all barring injuries. Like, injuries can mess everything up. We saw it last year. You can't really put an asterisk because of injuries, though, because they happen every year. But I digress. That's a conversation for another day. So now uh, let's talk about the Sixers. And again, this is another hot topic this offseason. So Ben Simmons. Where do I even start with the Ben Simmons stuff? Oh, it's just been so crazy. Like, we've been hearing so many different reports. Uh, he wasn't going to play. He didn't show up. I lost a lot of money. Now he's showing up and playing. Um, Joel Embiid is still very openly critical of him. Doc Rivers was openly critical. Like, he's, just, he's really been disrespected in Philly by the fans and the players. Like, I wouldn't want to play there either. And... But the, he has no trade value right now, um, and every, obviously, like we all seen the videos of him shooting and making threes. But that's that, like that's a completely different environment. We have to see how it happens in games. I've seen uh, Andre Drummond splash. Ironically enough, he's on the Sixers. And I didn't even put two and two together. But I've seen Andre Drummond splash threes in game in like not even in games in like pickup games. Like these, everyone forgets that like if you play a pickup game against this guy. Andre Drummond will splash a three in your face. Like, but it's different in the NBA than it is in pickup game. And that's what everyone seems to forget. Like these people who we say can't shoot, they can normally shoot in pickup games in the gym where there's no fans and there's no pressure. But I mean, if Ben Simmons can come out and at least like look like he can shoot threes, this team is and like even shoot him at like a decent clip, not even a good clip, just a decent clip. Like, this team could do some damage, like some serious – like, if he can come out and make some free throws and shoot a decent clip, this team has a chance to do damage. There's like I, – I really like – obviously, Joel Embiid is a phenomenal player. Tobias Harris is still really good at scoring the basketball. Ben Simmons, 
Everyone always I, – I feel like he's so disrespected at this point. Defensive player of the year candidate. I believe he got second place last year. Like, no, he definitely got second place. Not third, not behind Bam. But, like, that's crazy. And no one talks about that because of his offensive struggles. And, like, I get it, like, from – like, it's an offensive-driven league, and I understand that. But, like, defense is still half the game. And, like, we talked about earlier, like, now there's no foul baiting. Like, defense is going to be even more important. And he's a big piece. And there's a reason why the Sixers still wanted him back. Because they they believe that, like, even if he's playing, his trade value will go up. And I do not think he will be there much longer. It might not be this season. It might not even be next season. But, like, his time is running out in Philly. And as I've said for a while that, like, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons just do not work together. Neither of them can shoot. Ben Simmons on his own team could be really good. I really think he could be something. And I would love to – honestly, I would love to see him on the Rockets. Um, I was actually really hyped about that trade until the Rockets asked for like a million one draft picks and then a bunch of young players with Ben Simmons and then it fell through. Uh, but like he just needs a team with shooters around him. I mean, think of a young LeBron. Obviously, LeBron can make threes, and I'm not comparing the two. Like LeBron is definitely better. But like Giannis, Giannis can't shoot threes at a high clip. He'll take them and he can make them, but he can't shoot them at a high clip. You get a bunch of shooters around Giannis, let him work, and let him play into his strength, which having with with Joel Embiid he can't do that now I want to move over to the heat now and uh the Miami Heat um getting Kyle Lowry is going to be huge they paid a lot of money though this offseason and this is kind of the roster that they're with um I think I'm still really excited about this team um I love I really love a lot of the players on this team and again another dark horse sleeper candidate just like just adding Lowry is just another facet to make this team even better. And then it takes a lot of pressure off of the younger guys like Tyler Hero. They're going to let him develop. And from all reports that I've been really seeing this offseason, like Tyler Hero has really developed nicely. And ironically enough, I, Tyler Hero is one of the guys that out of the draft. I watched him in March Madness that I really liked. He fell, slipped down. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I get all my stuff right, but I can pin my hat in that one. I can pin my hat in Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Zach Levine. Those three are my guys. Um, Cam Reddish, I've definitely fumbled the bag on just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, definitely was wrong about that one. <laughs> but um, but yeah, and then I guess we'll just use this as a tradition to talk about the Jazz. And the Jazz this year, what they've been doing has, has been, what they did last year was pretty good. Obviously, I'm a big Donovan Mitchell fan. And this team defensively is insane every single year. So it's just a matter of time before they actually like piece it together. Um, maybe they can keep all their guys healthy, but I don't know. I feel like they're just always going to be that dark sleeper team who has a chance to make a run, but who really knows? I feel the same way about the Mavericks. Or I mean, there's literally Luca. Um, if Kristaps can get back to his New York Knicks form, then I think that the Mavericks can have a chance. A lot of people are predicting Luca MVP, but that was last year. The Clippers without Kawhi will be interesting. Uh, I think. Obviously, towards ACL, there's no timeline, but just like Jamal Murray, I feel like the Nuggets and the Clippers are kind of in the same place right now. Although, shout out Michael Porter Jr. for getting his bag. Very happy about that. Love Michael Porter Jr. Again, one of my guys. Um, so, still to be determined about him if he's going to be like a star, all-star level player. Um, for a guy who doesn't really do a lot of scouting, I've actually done decent. I love my shooting guards. I don't know if you can tell that. Um, I love my shooting guards. I mean, my top three guys, Tyler Hero, um, who I can kind of hang my head on a little bit. Uh, he's still to be determined. Michael Porter Jr. a little bit more than he's not really a shooting guard, but like he's an offensive beast. Um, obviously, my top two: Zach Levine and 
Donovan Mitchell, I was, I've loved Donovan Mitchell, and I do believe he still deserved that uh, rookie of the year. But we're not going to talk about that. That's his episode for, or that's a topic for another episode down the line. So, um, I guess I will talk about my Rockets now, and I don't expect my Rockets to be that great. I'm expecting our draft pick to be good, <laughs> good as in like probably top five, and that's okay. Um, I think the big thing we need to focus on right now is just keep developing our young talent. I think that we might have a rookie of the year on our hands. Uh, really just depends on how he plays. I'm excited about it, though. Christian Wood coming back. John Wall, um, I hope that he can just play and rise his stock. We can get some value from him from a good team, good contending team that needs a good point guard, which I think there's a shot that we could. But uh, I think that's about all I really wanted to talk about this episode. I touched on a lot of the big teams. So there's a lot going on. There's anyone can really win the chip this year. Like this isn't like a shoe in. Oh yeah, it's gonna be the Nets no matter what. Now with the whole Kyrie thing, or the Milwaukee's so dominant they can run it back. Like there's a lot of parity in the league right now, and we can go to the playoffs and like who knows what can happen. That was that was my favorite part about last year. I didn't even touch on the Hawks and how Trey Young improved and carried the team. And I love Trey Young and that villain that he has. Like we need that. We needed that. And we I don't even talk about the Knicks who struggled last year in the playoffs, but like they've added they added some big pieces this summer, getting Kemba, getting. Evan Fournier, like there's a lot of teams that are good. I know I'm forgetting some. And if I missed your team, I apologize. Um, but I think I want to touch on the Nuggets and Clippers just a bit more. Um, I think both those teams are still good enough to make the playoffs. And I think they're both good enough to make the playoffs. Let me just start off with that. Um, Kawhi is probably going to be back for the playoffs i think that's what it kind of looks like there's obviously no timetable it's an acl tear same with jamal murray like they're expecting him to be back this year but it's an acl tear like who knows and i, I this is something you don't want to rush them back from especially if these teams are going to be competitive they're going to want them in the playoffs but i'm excited to hear what you guys think about this upcoming season let me know how you think um is it going to all break down and that is it for this episode of the galaxy brand podcast i've been your host kyle and i'll catch you guys for the next one peace out